Hey friends, welcome back. This is the Joe Martino Show. Today we're gonna talk about an important question. Why, 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 why? Why does my brain want me to do this? Why do I feel this emotion? What do I do when I feel these strong emotions? And how might the question why help me pick the right choice? Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I am excited to tell you to mark your calendars for March 10th to the 13th. Uh, We are going to have our first ever Florida Marriage Retreat Conference, Relationship Retreat Conference. This is going to be in Daytona Beach. Uh, We're excited. The website will go live on Thursday, February 3rd. March 10th to the 13th. We probably aren't going to have any sessions. Uh, At the point of recording this episode, I'm not sure exactly when the sessions will start. I believe that they will start Friday afternoon, which is actually, I believe, March 11th. So we'd encourage you to come Thursday so you can kind of get the lay of the land, go on a date. And then Friday morning, uh, every registration happens Friday afternoon if necessary, and then we'll roll into Friday evening. We'll cut you loose. You'll have some dates, some homework. We'll have an all-day uh, session on Saturday. Then you'll have some dates Saturday night, and then Sunday morning we'll have a wrap-up. My wife and I are going to do this together. We're limiting it to six couples. Uh, you need to get to Florida, and you need to find a place to stay. We will feed you daytime meals and have snacks available for you. My sister, who is an excellent uh, chef, cook, is going to be there cooking for us. And we're very excited to put this on for you. Uh, It is our first uh, ever. We've always done local conferences. Even if we traveled, we we had a a local organization that we partnered with. This particular one is going to be not that. Anybody can come from anywhere in the world, but we are limiting it to six couples max. And this is going to create a very intimate, very uh, comfortable, we hope, setting where we can talk about some of the necessary tools to improve relationships. Things like, what are some things that every relationship needs? If you're a longtime listener to this podcast, the information won't be new, but the application will be because my wife and I are going to spend time with each couple. We're going to spend time with each with the group. We're going to spend time with couples. And if you wanted to just book, if you're like, hey, look, I have five couple friends that would want to do this, you need to reach out to me ASAP. Because as we progress into 2022 and into the future, we're going to start offering intensive conferences. This would be for one, two couples max who are in a situation where they need an intensive intervention. And and we're going to offer that and we're going to go to Florida to do it. Because getting away from your normal context, getting away from your normal setting what that does is it creates the opportunity for you to, to remove some distractions. And we feel like we've waited long enough with COVID. We feel like we've waited long enough for, for all of the protocols to be in place or to be not in place. And so we are going to go ahead and we're going to roll forward with this. We're going to roll this one out first. And there are more coming. I'm so excited about what's happening in 2022. My speaking calendar is filling up. Uh, and, and we are adding our own things because we want to serve people. We're passionate about helping people have the best relationships that they can. So be sure to check out my website, joemartino.com, and you can go to forward slash, I'm not going to tell you, it'll be announced on my website. 
uh, on February 3rd. Check out our Facebook pages, facebook.com forward slash Joe Martino Counseling. Feel free to reach out to the office. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Martino. Uh, whatever you need to do there, if you're interested in this, and I know it's a little bit of short term, uh, to be honest with you, I was talking to some people and they're like, this is something that we really need. And I was like, you know what? We might as well just try it. We'll just see what happens. And immediately I feel anxiety, but but we're going to just do it. And we're going to see what happens. So I want to tell you about that. Mark your calendars. March uh, 10th to the 13th. We're very excited for the beginning of what we think is going to be a very helpful and effective new chapter in how we approach helping people have great relationships. All right. Today, I do want to touch on the cognitive distortions, defense mechanisms, schemas that we talked about over the last month. One of the most interesting parts to me was I got a lot of emails from people who were like, oh, wow, I literally have all of these cognitive distortions. What do I do with that? And, and most people I always told, well, that you don't really do anything with that. You just have to try to set yourself up to be aware. Like you need to listen to that last episode, the, the last episode of January where essentially what I talked, not essentially, what I did talk about was this idea that you just have to, if you realize, oh man, I've got this cognitive distortion, now it's time to be aware of it and to kind of be on the lookout for it. We all have them at different times. There's no one you know who doesn't wrestle with a cognitive distortion at some time because they're all, the reason we they're distortions is because they're based on some level of reality. In fact, I just used a potential cognitive distortion when I said no one you know. That could be all or nothing thinking. I don't believe it is, but it could be. And, and so this is one of the things is the emails or people reached out to me like, hey, what do, you know, what do I do? I think I have all of these. Take a deep breath. Recognize that you may have all of them. You probably don't, you, at least not at once. Uh, and then try to bring them into your awareness so that you can better respond. The problem isn't that our body does these things. The problem is that we let our body doing these things dictate how we act. And I want to explain that a little bit more. How do you how do you react in any given situation? I was talking to a friend this week and she had reached out to a guy over the weekend and she was like, "Hey, she's single, so there's nothing wrong with this." She was like, "Hey, uh, if your if your situation ever changes, I've really come to appreciate you. You know, I might want more." He has a girlfriend, so he was kind of like, "Well, I I appreciate that, but no." And she's also talking to another guy and he uh, he had not, it, there hadn't been a depth to the conversation yet, and he hadn't uh, been responding in the way that she thought he said he would or that she thought he should. That's probably a whole episode all to itself, like how do we distinguish between what we think a person should be doing versus what they said they would be doing, because sometimes that should comes out of our interpretation of what they said, not actually their words. But so he hadn't been been responding the way, and she felt uh, she felt overlooked, and so she had this really strong emotional reaction, and she asked a million dollar question, "What do I do with that?" And 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 the very uncomfortable answer is is you don't do anything with it. You just sit there. What you don't do is you, or what you do is you don't allow your body to be dictated to by the strong emotional reaction. You don't allow yourself to respond in that moment. You wait it out, sit with it, and just wait. There are three steps to any problem-solving process that we have to follow. I really believe that these are are necessary for humans to solve any problems. And the first one is you have to de-escalate yourself. You probably won't get to calm, but you have to be able to de-escalate yourself 
to a certain level. And that certain level is step two. You have to be in a state where you can withstand sitting inside the tension. And so you, you, you take the time to de-escalate yourself down to where you can withstand sitting inside this strong emotion where you realize that, hey, maybe this is a cognitive distortion. Maybe this is a schema at play. Maybe this is a defense mechanism running. And maybe all of the things that I'm feeling right now, while I am legitimately feeling them, are not actually reality. In just a few weeks, I'm going to be teaching a room full of therapists. Uh, I'm I'm going to ask them to reimagine how we teach emotional regulation. Because I feel like this is very important that we understand we have to change how we as a society approach emotional regulation because so many people, and maybe we the therapists don't, maybe society doesn't, maybe there's a disconnect somewhere, in which case then the therapist, we just need to get more consistent in how we teach this. There is this belief that somehow emotional regulation is I make the feeling go away. I make the defense mechanism go away. I make the schema go away. I make the cognitive distortion go away. That's probably an unrealistic goal in the moment. And so our goal is to come to this place where we are de-escalating ourselves to the point that we can sit in the tension of knowing that something isn't going the way that we would desire, that, that something isn't happening at an optimal level, that we're having this strong emotion and we know the behaviors that we are desiring to do that come out of it are not healthy. And this could be like, I talk to adult children when they interact with their parents, especially if they are parents of a certain bend, and I'll just be really, really transparent here. If your parent tends to be very victim mindset, you know, your your parent is older. We're talking senior citizen here, or you're an adult and your parents are adults, and, and they tend to be victim mindset, or they tend to be manipulative, or they tend to be gaslighters. You will feel strong emotions, and yet most of the time what people talk to me about is, I have to figure out how to stay connected with my dad. I have to figure out how to stay connected with my mom and behave appropriately when they act in a way that just infuriates me. Infuriates is that strong emotion. And often people want the strong emotion to go away. So rather than just accept it and sit with it, they try to make it go away and that becomes the problem solving. Rather than just accepting that it's there, right? De-escalating themselves to where they're They're okay sitting in the reality that they have this strong emotion and then problem solve. What is the behaviors that I want to engage in right now? And this is true across all aspects of the the human experience. Like like we have to figure out what do we do when, when I feel something and I know my desire is to engage in a behavior that won't actually be helpful. Which is actually then leading to a very interesting question, right? So, well, how do we decide what will be helpful? And I, I do business coaching. If you didn't know that, uh, I do business coaching. If you're interested in business coaching, either one-to-one or for your organization, reach out to me, joe at joemartino.com. Uh, I've had churches that were clients. I have small companies, you know, just mom and pop places that are companies that have hired me. I've had organizations with literally, you know, billions of dollars of assets, uh, thousands of employees across the globe hire me. So, so we can find something that will fit whatever your needs. And uh, a lot of right now with my business coaching, what I'm running into with, with the people that I'm working with is, is they, they don't have a very good 
answer to the question of how do you decide what it is that you do, right? And if you think about my friend, what she said was, look, I had this strong emotion. What do I do? What this all started with was people writing me like, oh man, I have all these. And I'm like, whoa, just take a breath. It's okay that you have them all. And we want to find a way to react appropriately. But what does that last word mean, appropriately? What, what does that have to do with what we do? And so one of the things that I often ask people is how do you make decisions? Most people make decisions based on what's right in front of them. Uh, someone, and I don't remember who, someone wrote a book or an article or coined the phrase, the tyranny of the urgent. And, and so they do the thing that's right in front of them. And sometimes this is necessary. Sometimes this is important. I did dishes this weekend because my daughter's boyfriend was coming over to hang out and we were cleaning the house and I didn't want to do anything else that needed to be done. My daughter who was supposed to do the dishes, it was her chore. She was more willing to do the stuff, the other stuff that needed to be done. Uh, like take the snow uh, out to the curb in the, uh, in, in the snow and cold. So I was like, cool, you do that. I'll wash the dishes. We're winning, right? And so there is this tyranny of the urgent uh, that can be good. And this is also why, and I know this sounds like, Joe, you're, you're kind of, you're stressing me out here because we're going to, to, to two ends of the same string. There is also an importance of finding a way to delay as long as necessary intentionally. Well, wait, Joe, what, what does this have to do with your business clients? Was that just a way to get a plug in? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe what it has to do with business clients is the mechanism is the same. The mechanism of solving the problem is the same. And that mechanism is that you have to decide who you want to be when you're distressed or when you're happy. And, and some of this is required is some, some level of self-awareness. It requires a self-awareness that says, I won't feel this way forever. It's very unlikely that I will feel this way forever. Even if I felt this way for a long time, feelings come and go over a lifetime. Who do I want to be over my lifetime? This is why we de-escalate, we sit in that discomfort, and then we problem solve. And we delay what we're doing or what we want to do until we're able to examine it, right? So let's just say that I'm mad at my wife and, and there's a frustration there. Maybe it's even a legitimate frustration. One of the things that I work with with male clients all the time is, is they're like, yeah, but my frustration, my... My, my problem that I brought to her was legitimate. And, and I often say, well, maybe it was legitimate. Maybe, maybe it was 100% legitimate. The problem is when you act in a way that is immature because you're distressed, you dilute the legitimacy of the point you're asking or making. You dil you just It all gets hijacked. I was talking to a client and she, she was going through some things that had happened and she was like, you know, so I did this and this happened and he did this. And he's sitting right next to her shaking his head, yes. And I did this and I did that and they did this and it worked and it was great. And, and then it wasn't great because he didn't do this, but I did that. And, and she's talking about the implementation of all of these tools that she was using and it was phenomenal. And at the very end, she's like, and then I blew up. And I'm like, that right there is the problem that hurts. That's the problem that like you did great right up to that moment. And then with that, the problem is when you blow up, it destroys much of the work that you did leading up to it. And we are kind of in a society where, well, you can't say that because people might be discouraged when you say that. People's feelings might be hurt. I'm okay with that. They can be discouraged if they're blowing stuff up. That's okay. I can be discouraged if I'm blowing stuff up. I When I played sports... Uh, there was a time where I wanted my coaches to lie to me and I wanted them to be like, oh yeah, you're better than you really are. Now, I didn't know that I wanted them to lie to me at the time. 
and I got discouraged. And then I had a decision to make. Am I going to let discouragement win or am I going to sit in the space where I then move forward? So look at my friend. I was like, okay, well, you have to sit with that. And here's the self-awareness part. As you sit in the discomfort of knowing you have this strong emotion, you have to ask yourself a why. And we're going to camp out on this question for a couple of weeks probably. What's your why? Why are you doing anything? I ask my business clients all the time, why'd you go to work today? Why'd you get into this business? Why'd you start it? Why are, why are you doing whatever it is you're doing? My individual clients, so clinical clients that are not business clients, why are you doing these things? Why, why are you doing these things? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? I think it's one of the best questions that we can answer. More importantly, people who are stuck, they give up on the why. They don't set any dreams. They don't set any ambitions. They focus on the roadblocks. They focus on the big emotions. And, and so some questions we have to ask ourselves related to why. Why am I feeling this big emotion? Why am I feeling this big emotion in this moment? You've heard me ask this before. What? Ask yourself, what did I expect? That's, that's the same, you'll notice, if you could see my face, which, by the way, I'm, I'm often told that I have the perfect face for a podcast, uh, a non-video podcast. Uh, but if you could see my face, there's a little bit of, of eh, it's the same, but it's not, you, you know, shown across my face. But it's a similar question what did I expect? Because then you still, as soon as you answer that, you're going to go to why. Why did I expect that? Why do I have this big emotion? It's always interesting to me when people are talking about politics and they start getting fired up and people start yelling. I ask them, why, why? Like, not why are you yelling? We could start there. But obviously, if you're yelling, you're feeling a big emotion. Could you tell me more about that? Why are you feeling a big emotion? What is it that's going on inside of you that, that is, is creating this big emotion. And this is where the real work starts because then we have to kind of ask ourselves, is the answer that I've given to that question, this why question, is it accurate? Because often, and this is, this is where I get a lot of controversy and I get it. Maybe we need to consider how often we deceive ourselves. Maybe we need to consider how often we're willing to lie to ourselves because that is easier than doing the really hard work of changing for health, of examining what am I doing and why am I doing it? Why am I angry? There's a lot of times when I work with clients, I'll give them a sheet of paper and say, okay, I want you to write down every time that you were angry and then I want you to write down the why. And I don't even, I really have to bring it up. Often they'll come back and they'll be like, wow, I, I was angry because essentially I'm selfish. And if things don't go my way, I kind of lose my mind or, or something like that. And, and so one of the greatest struggles that we all have as humans is the ability to tell ourselves the truth. If you hang out with me, you know I am fond of saying we, the, the best lies are the ones that we typically tell ourselves. And, and you, you know, I work with husbands and, and they will be like, well, my wife says that I don't affirm her. I'm like, okay, well, do you? Well, I want sex. Yeah, but what does she tell you would be affirming to her? Well, she tells me that I could tell her she's pretty. She tells me that I could tell her that, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate this about her, or that I like that about her, but that's just weird. Bro, she's literally telling you how to solve the problem. Do it. Solve the problem. 
But you have to ask yourself, why do I have this resistance to doing it the way that she told me? And sometimes it's because we feel inadequate, right? We get a big emotion because a lot of times our big emotions are cover-up emotions. And we feel inadequate in what we're doing or what we're being asked to do. Uh, My wife and I are business partners and she handles a lot of the stuff that I'm uncomfortable doing. And we've come to a place where there's some things that I have to do and I don't feel comfortable doing them. And I'm I'm trying to call this one person and and, uh, it's a business to business call and I'm getting this signal and I'm frustrated and it's running nonstop in the back of my head. Just delegate this. No, this has to be you because you own the business. But I feel uncomfortable. So I'm feeling big emotions crouching in. And if I don't have the space to ask myself, why do I have these big emotions crouching in? I probably won't have the space to answer myself honestly. And so I have to make the space to ask the question. And then I have to do the really hard work of evaluating how honest I'm being with myself. And that's probably true for you too. And sometimes it's, it's not that we feel inadequate. It's that we're, we're unaware. Um, my wife and I have some friends, and one of those friends my wife was having a conversation with, and, and somehow it came up, something was going on, and, and the friend said to my wife, I don't know why, and my wife, like, just off the cuff, was like, well, it's because you're anxious. And the friend was like, wait, you think I'm anxious? And to my wife and I, we were like, well, wait, you don't think you're anxious? Like, that's kind of, you know? And, and so as that runs, it, it's not a, a she feels incompetent, our friend. She didn't know, right? And there are things that people say to me. I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't know that. But now that you say that, my wife said to me one time something. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it was about me, right? And so as you push these things out, you want to start asking yourself the question, why am I having this big emotion? Why does my body want to do or my brain want me to do this behavior? Whether it is say something angry, right? If I'm angry with my wife, you know, and I want to snap at her. Why does my brain want to do that? Is it because I feel comfortable with that? Because I grew up doing that or I grew up in a house that did that. Is it because I feel threatened? Or is it just because I feel frustration and I need to grow in that area? Why do I want to do this? And does it actually help me move to health? Next week, we're going to talk about how do we actually define what is health? How does our why help us figure out what is health? And I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I would encourage you to share this with three of your friends. One of the things that's so important is in life that if we are we are involved in things that are bigger than us, one of the ways that we can do that is we share things with people that we find helpful, and it creates this conversation, this interaction between us and them that helps us to then move forward and uh, create meaning in our lives, which is a very exciting thing. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to mark your calendars from March 11th to the 13th. Check out my webpage, joemartino.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash joemartinocounseling. Website will go live at the very latest on February 3rd. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.